0: if we're going to talk about grief, a topic that many people don't like to discuss and typically don't discuss until you absolutely need to. We hope that this will give you tools for when you need them. Today, we're talking with Brenna Talamantes, who has both personal and professional wisdom to share with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is
1: Brenna and i um... I guess we'll start with my personal journey. Um, My dad died when I was nine after a very, very long illness. And uh, my mom and I were kind of thrusted into this grief journey together. Um, We were very fortunate that we had tools and that she had had time to research what this could look like, um, what things I might feel, what things she might feel as a single parent and what she might struggle with with me. So she had... 10 months to figure out what does this look like, mm-hmm. which some people don't get. So I think she was very lucky to have that. Um, and she and I kind of held this journey together for a very long time. Yeah. Then my grandmother died when I was 14. She We had finally gotten her to move down here. <laughs> she lived here for a year. And then was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and I kind of helped caregive for her since we all were living together. Right. And then she passed away. And My mom and I actually looked at each other on the flight home from St. Louis, and she goes, "It's you and me now, kid." And I go, "Oh man, <laughs> we, but we've got this. I'm right. like, we have tools. We've been right. working on these tools. We we can figure this out." And and this was at 14. So this was
0: at 14. That's a very adult perspective.
1: Yeah, it, but I think that when you experience grief young. Mm -hmm. You kind of adultify a little earlier. Um, And I think my mom worked really hard to not parentify me. Um, I think it happened because it was just two of us so often. Um, But I think she really tried not to do that, Mm -hmm. which I appreciated. But I also felt responsible for some of these things too and wanted to help her. So I I kinda like to say once I hit high school, we were more of teammates. Mm -hmm. Now did I get mommed a lot of, I'm sorry, you haven't done your homework, why? Right. But I would get it done. And she know knew that I would get it done. So we we we're teammates in this. Um, and then when I was a sophomore at SMU, my mom unexpectedly died. I was 19. I It was a lot to deal with. And I was trying to not leave school. And I was trying to figure out, oh, I was planning my mom's 60th birthday and now I have to bury her. Okay, like yeah. that's crazy. Um, so that kind of threw me into a whole different sort of grief. I was, I now felt very orphaned. I mean, I was, but I was an adult at least. Um, and then was trying to figure out where do we go from here? And I was actually sitting on the couch with my cousin and her son, and we were in Savannah. I went to Florida for two months after my mom died. And I would taken a trip to Savannah to see my cousin. She looked at me, she goes, Why do you think God gave you all this stuff? And I was like, I don't know, but I think it's a sick joke. (laughs) And she goes, Okay, I see you. I understand that. But why do you think you've been given all this stuff? And I said, you know, maybe I'm supposed to just be with people who are grieving. Maybe that's just what I'm supposed to do. And she goes, okay, great. How can we do that? I said, I don't know. Like, let's get back to school first and then we'll go from there. So as soon as I finished my classes that I had taken incompletes in, I met with my counselor or advisor and said, look, this is my end goal. How do I get there? And so he helped me figure out what programs I could apply to, to be a therapist and kind of helped me guide to where I am now. So where are you now? So I where I am now I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist associate. Um I do work with kids and families who are grieving. I do that in private practice at Curious Functional Health here in North Dallas and then I also do that as the program manager of Journey of Hope and I we have groups in Plano and Frisco and we just moved into Dallas and so I'm constantly around kids and their families who are grieving which I love. So it's pretty great to be able to share knowledge and just sit with people and go, you know, I see you, Mm -hmm. I understand, and I can help you with
0: that. So simply, why is it important to have a language about grief? I think it's important to have the right words,
1: especially when talking to kids. And this isn't something that we can just learn after the death of a loved one. This is something we have to prepare ourselves for because after a loved one has died, We're in we're in crisis survival mode. We don't have time to go look up on Google and say, what do I tell my kid? What do I how do I do this? What are my next steps? And some of the stuff we find on Google may not
0: be very helpful. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Just like you never look at WebMD. Right. 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 Um, So I think it's important for us to learn these words, especially when talking to kids, because it's very important to use concrete terms like death and dead and died
0: OK, people get really uncomfortable with that. They
1: do. And I I can see why. They're very harsh sounding words. But if you use words
0: like they're gone, they're going to look at you and go, well, let's go find them. So I have an example to share with you of a parenting fail. <laughs> so it was our first experience with grief in our family and our dogs had to be put to sleep, mm-hmm. which is what we say, right? Mm-hmm. Put to sleep. Mm-hmm. So we had a family dinner and it was this circumstances where everybody was out of town, my family, my mom and dad took the dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we all got back in town. We were having dinner and we told the boys that the dogs had to be put to sleep. One couldn't walk anymore. One couldn't see anymore. And, you know, one day in heaven, you'll get to play with them again. Mm -hmm. And they didn't cry. And they just stared at us. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I thought, oh, my gosh, our children have they have no souls. Like (laughs) they just lost their dogs and they're like, okay with it. And so we're having family dinner again about two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember which one. But one of our children said, hey, so when are Daisy and Diva going to wake up? Mm -hmm. And I had to use the words, no, they died. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And they sobbed for hours and hours now part of me had some relief that my children could (laughs) grieve (laughs) yes the first they were sad sad. but it was a it was a it was a hard lesson and Mm. i'm i'm glad it came with the childhood pet right right not the grandparent or right but um we have a pastor here on staff who's experienced grief a lot and she's very adamant about Mm. using these words but Mm. i think it's also important For children, elementary age, Mm -hmm. who developmentally are in a concrete stage. Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So when kids are in that
1: kind of, you know, kindergarten to fifth grade, things are very black and white. Mm -hmm. They are or they're not. They're dead or they're alive. There is no in between for them. Um, So I think for them developmentally, although these words seem very hard if you tell them they've died, they can process that mm-hmm. more easily than, well, they're gone. We lost them. Um, and I I mean, I have an example, even with my uncle, when I called to tell him, of course, I was sobbing on the phone and I was getting on 75. Like why I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm sobbing. Right. Because I'm in a crisis yeah. and I pick up the phone and I'm calling him. I'm like, well, she's gone. He goes, well, did she leave a note? And I'm like, "No, I need you to process what I'm under like what I'm telling you because I can't say it, but I'm going to need you to pick up what I'm putting down right now." And so I finally was like, "No, she's dead." And he was like, "Oh, okay. So, okay, where are you? <laughs> and right. we can figure that out now." Right. But right. even a 50-year-old person going, "Okay, well, well, where
0: are they?" Right. Because right. we don't want them to be dead. Well, we want them to be lost. Right. And we can go find them. Absolutely. And we live in a culture where we don't experience death like we did a hundred years ago. Yeah. Death used to be kind more
1: visible. Mm-hmm. You had the signs of mourning. You had people were dressed in black mm-hmm. for a significant amount of time. The body was laid in the home. Mm-hmm. The children were a part of that. Right. Um, and it it was just a more family oriented and community oriented thing that happened. And now... We tried to shield all of that, which then in return hurts all of us Mm -hmm. because then three weeks later, people are like, well, you're fine. Right.
0: I'm like, no, no, that's so Dan's um, grandmother. When she lost her husband, Mm -hmm. she wore black. I want to say for six months, Mm -hmm. Um, she wore black every day. Mm -hmm. And at first it was kind of a harsh thing. I had never experienced that. Very um, old school Catholic New York family that I married into. It's. Yeah awesome. Um, but they, they, they had different traditions Mm -hmm. and different. And, um, I was like, Dan, it's been like three months, like, come on. And he was like, no, that she'll wear black for six months and she'll be mourning longer than that. Mm -hmm. And it was this, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like you're right. It's it's. And so in a way, it was a helpful visual reminder for our family Mm -hmm. that she is there with us and she might be smiling and laughing, Mm -hmm. but there's a piece of her that's grieving. Mm -hmm. And that's forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part about grief when I meet with families and kids and they're like, when does it stop? I'm like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But it might get a little easier, but it's not going to go away. Right. Like, So let's
0: talk about um kids. And mm-hmm. typically, kids are going to lose a goldfish, a mm-hmm. hamster, a dog. Mm-hmm. Now, life happens and they might lose a parent first or a good friend. Mm-hmm. But let's say mm-hmm. their first grief is goldfish is belly up. Right. Is that grief true grief? Yeah, it is. And I think that
1: all grief even if it's a non-traditional grief like a move or um what's
0: a move
1: like a move like oh, if you moved move. oh, yeah thanks. so it's so like non-traditional grief of so if you have to move and leave your friends yeah. and you lose some sort of relationship like that i think each of those you're still going to have some characteristics of grief um i had three fish that died in elementary school and after the third one i looked at my mom i said this isn't worth it <laughs> And so and and it's still hard. And I had little funerals for all of them. And they're all buried in little jewelry jewelry boxes in my first childhood home. Um, But I do think that they're going to have those feelings of, oh, wow, this 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 person, not person, this animal that I talked to Mm -hmm. and had a relationship with and I fed it every day. It, they're gone. So how can we honor that grief for a young child? Yeah. I would just recognize their feelings and go, hey, I see you're really upset. I'm always here to talk about that with you. And you might be upset about this for a little while. And that's
0: OK. So is this a good time to um, use words like dead? Yeah. Instead of gone. This and- is this is great practice that your goldfish is dead.
1: And I'm sorry. For and that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I know this goldfish was very important to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that your goldfish has died.
0: So I'm going to jump kind of far. Yeah. So everybody in podcast world, take a deep breath. <sighs> OK, our student <laughs> ministry. So let's go to high school. Yeah. Um. Since I've been here at St. Andrew, honestly, I can't even tell you the number of deaths that yeah. we've experienced yeah. With teenagers. Yeah. Some of them um, car accidents, some of them suicides, some of them um, just cancer and life, right? Yeah. But just death. Yeah. A teenager is in a different developmental stage yeah. with death and dying. Mm-hmm. Um, help us walk through that journey. Yeah.
1: So teenagers, like anything, it's a little tricky because sometimes they're not going to want to show you that they're having these grief feelings. They want to be tough. They want to say I'm fine. Um, but they're not, Mm -hmm. um, continue to use these concrete terms because the more that anybody hears like the concrete death, dying, dead, the more they're able to process that, um, And just looking at them and saying, I see that your friend has died. I'm so sorry about that. Please let me know if you want to talk about that. I'm always here. Uh I understand you may experience this in very different ways. Right. And that's fine. Right. And sometimes you may be very angry I see that a lot with teenagers is they're very angry um, because it's not fair. So they kind of revert back to that black and white of it's not fair. This isn't right, especially if it's their friend who's very young and um, they're going to have a lot of feelings. Anger is a lot. A big piece of it. Sadness is a big piece of it. Um, And just kind of wondering why.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of I've again, I don't have your background with counseling, Mm -hmm. but In the faith world, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of why would God do this? Right. And I just want parents to hear that's okay for them to question that. Yes. Because it's a normal question. It is. And let me tell you, there are many times I've thought
1: the same thing. I mean, I grew up in this environment, I've been here for 23 years. Mm -hmm. And when my mom died, I looked into our sanctuary and I go, seriously, like, Why? Why did you do this? I don't understand. I understand you have this big grand plan and cool, but I don't like it. Yeah. And I'm not okay with it right now.
0: And that's okay. It is totally okay. And giving people permission to be angry Mm -hmm. at God, because Mm -hmm. God is like any other relationship Mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. You can't always, you know, have lilies and butterflies and unicorns and glitter. Right. Because life isn't like that. Right. And sometimes I think we think as Christians that because we have accepted God into our lives and because we are choosing this life, it's easier. But actually, it's the opposite of that. It's harder mm-hmm. because we are a Christian. We have to look into the things that other people tend to ignore. We have mm-hmm. to dive into these questions of why. Right. And I personally like to say that God did not do this to you. Mm hmm. God is sitting next to you, Mm -hmm. grieving Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. because this is a broken world and in brokenness comes death. Yeah, there's a book that I have that's on my bookshelf.
1: It was actually written by a rabbi, but it's called And God Cried Too." I have that book. I love that book. It's so good. It's so good. And I actually made the mistake of reading it on the dart. There was a period of time in college that I didn't have a car and was darting back and forth to Plano all the time. And I'm literally sobbing on the dart reading this. And it's I mean, it's a kid's book. Right. But it's in chapters. Right. But very simple words. And I'm bawling of like, this is
0: so This is so spot on. Like he is grieving right there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And leaning, when you're able to recognize that mm -hmm. and get past your anger and lean into your faith, it's like falling into a blanket of love Mm -hmm. and peace Mm -hmm. and hope. But it's hard to get there. Yeah. And then you can
1: look and say, okay, now what? Right, like what? Where do I go from here? And how do I do these next steps? And it's it is hard to get to that point. But if you if you have the courage to lean into that and go, okay, Mm -hmm. I trust you. Right. I see. I see you have a plan and a purpose. I see that. Okay.
0: So is there? We've talked about goldfish dying, Mm -hmm. dogs dying, teenagers dying suddenly. Mm grandparents, loss of grandparents, loss of parents, loss of friends. Mm -hmm. So human beings dying. Mm -hmm. Is there a different way to talk with your child for like, um, I've walked with many families when grandma suddenly gets sick, very healthy, Mm -hmm. suddenly gets sick. And I'm in the hospital with them. And grandma who was at your basketball game last weekend is not going to be at your basketball game again. Right. Is there a different way to talk about that versus... Um, a sudden death of a teenager, or, you know, yeah, and I think you still use the same language.
1: I think people find comfort in the fact sometimes of using, well, they had a long life. They lived it. And if that brings comfort to you, okay, I haven't gotten to experience that. So I'm <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Um, but I think some people find comfort in that language. I think that continuing to allow, parents the their give their kids the space mm-hmm. of say just how are you feeling about this right. talk to me about that are you angry that's okay um are you sad and so I think really it's the same language it's just how do you go about using it
0: right so let's say you're a family um let's just do a generic family yeah you got a mom and a dad okay and you've got three kids okay the mom loses her mom. So grandma dies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How does grief look in that household?
1: It looks different to each person. Each person is going to experience that loss differently. Mm-hmm. Mom is grieving her mom. And that was could have been her person, right. her confidant. Um, dad is sad. I mean, that was his mother-in-law. But also trying to companion his wife. Right. And so he's got a kind of different role in that grief journey. Then you have the three kids who I'm assuming they're all going to be different ages. Yes, let's go we'll that. go that route of they're not triplets. <laughs> um, so they're all developmentally different. Mm-hmm. They all had a different relationship with mm-hmm. grandma. So they're all going to see this a little bit differently.
0: Right.
1: And that makes it interesting, but hard. Right. Um. Of the older child may be able to process and comprehend, okay, Grandma was there last week. She's not this week. I can process that right. Maybe middle child can too younger child may at a developmental age that it's going to take multiple conversations right. to say, Grandma has died. She's not coming back. Her body has stopped working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the younger child, it's 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 hard on mom and dad sometimes to relive this grief with them right. over and over again right. of telling them, no, she's not coming back. But that's normal. And that is normal. And with little kids, I like to say give them information in snippets okay. of um Grandma has died, her heart was sick. It stopped working mm-hmm. and her body is it has stopped working and she's dead. What are what are you feeling about that? How does that make you feel? And giving them just little snippets and if they walk away from you, they're done talking about it. Right. And they'll come back to you when they're ready to come talk okay. about it. So they're gonna the parents in this family are going to experience the grief of their children differently. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it will cause an interesting dynamic for a little while because everybody's mm-hmm. going to be in a different space. Right. And everything that we thought was predictable is no longer predictable. Mm-hmm. You throw out the handbook and it's right. like, OK, we're here in the moment because no one is going to experience this the same.
0: I think that's watching it from the outside. Um, I think Jenny Gomez, our counselor here, has used the term um, or the illustration of a, you know, a wave. Mm-hmm. Just Mm -hmm. that that it doesn't happen um, the same for each person. Right. The waves aren't always to sink in your household. Uh And I mean, I remember when our oldest son lost one of his good friends. Mm -hmm. I was also close to that young man Mm -hmm. and just noticing the different ways we I wanted him to grieve with me. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't how he was grieving at that moment.
1: Right. And teenagers are going to grieve with their friends more than their parents or their family. They want to be in that teenage community. They want to be with those people because that's the people developmentally they're connecting with more at that moment.
0: And that's, that's hard for a mama yeah, to like, yeah, but it was also important for me to recognize that Mm -hmm. in the moment Mm -hmm. that we are grieving in very different ways because Mm -hmm. we're very different people, Mm -hmm. both in age and in personality. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was, Hard for me to step back, yeah. but important for me to let him grieve in his way, mm-hmm. not my way.
1: Yeah. And trusting the fact that he's going to come to you if he needs something mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. um, And just knowing him, like, I know that that's something he would do. Right. And that if you create the space of I'm here, mm-hmm. I understand if you want to be with your friends and that's OK. Right. I'm here. If right. you need anything, if you need to scream, yep. if you need to... Uh, cry. Yeah. If you need a shoulder, let me know.
0: I'm right here. Right. And it's so I I can't remember exactly. I think he died three years ago. Maybe I, I don't remember, but he still has a picture of that kiddo in his room. We have a picture of him on our fridge. Mm-hmm. Like he has his bulletin from his service mm-hmm. and recognize like I didn't realize that mm-hmm. and recognizing that he is still carrying that friendship with him mm-hmm. is really beautiful it is. for me to watch. It is. I don't know. It's just, but I, he's grieving in a healthy way right now because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know, loving him. I remember at one point he would um, send him instant messages mm-hmm. on, um, hold on, I'm old. What is it? Instagram. Instagram. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Both it's early and I'm old. I just need everybody <laughs> to know that. But and at first I thought, oh, this is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, no, this is like. This he's continuing is- the
1: relationship yeah. while he's continuing on with his with his life. Right. And that's when I I use Warden's tasks of mourning in my practice. So there's there's four tasks and it, I'm going to reiterate it is really early. So bear with me for a second. But the fourth one is what he's doing is continuing the relationship with somebody else. Or with your loved one while continuing on in your life. So finding new meaning in your life while continuing this relationship with your loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is just the one of the tasks is just accepting the loss as reality. And you may have to do that over and over again. There are going to be times each time you hit a new developmental stage, each, ha- each time there's a life event, mm-hmm. graduation, weddings, mm-hmm. births, things like that, you're going to have to accept the reality of that loss again. And those are the two that I can remember this morning. But I think that they're the two most important ones. Of You're going to have to kind of do this over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you want to continue that relationship with your loved one. So what does it look like? And it sounds like he's chosen to kind of keep him in the house, yep. kind of yep. keep him there, keep yep. his spirit there.
0: Yeah, Which is great because... Mm-hmm. I, he had always he had the best smile. So anytime I, you know, I just, yeah. I light up when I see his picture. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about unhealthy ways mm-hmm. to grieve. Because I know mm-hmm. sometimes grief can be too much. Right. Both for an adult mm-hmm. and maybe a teenager mm-hmm. where um, we can self-medicate in uh-huh. unhealthy ways. And get, and get destructive.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, that's some of the signs that I look for sometimes of, okay, are we dealing with this in a healthy way? Are we dealing with it at all? Okay. So, so I think start like mm-hmm. if you are completely avoiding it, I understand compartmentalizing to get through the day. But if you haven't accepted at all what's the reality of the situation, I would say that's an unhealthy way of going about your grief mm-hmm. because your body is going to start reacting Mm -hmm. physically and you're going to start getting a little cloudy in your brain Mm -hmm. if you don't accept this and try to deal with it. Um, So accepting it at all, step one. Um, So if you're, I'm fine, everything's fine, no big deal for months and months on end, that could turn into destructive behavior. Um, definitely the self-medicating with whatever you choose to do that with. Right. It could also be things like self-medicating with too much exercise, right. self-medicating with things that we normally find healthy. Right. Um, and those are the those are the things that we need to recognize as friends, as family and go, hey. I think you're struggling with your journey and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And how can I help you with that? Can I help you find some resources? Can I help you find a support group? Can I help you find some books? Right. Um, If you want to choose to deal with this by yourself, okay, let me help you find some of those resources. So I think that's. The importance of continuing to check in with people after what I call the lasagna period, <laughs> where everybody for three or four weeks is bringing lasagna to your house. I will tell you, my dad died the fourth day of fourth grade. I couldn't eat lasagna again until like seventh grade yeah, because yeah. there was too much. Because
0: spaghetti has been an experience in our house. Yes, there's lots of ways to make that.
1: There, yes, yeah. there are many different varieties. Mm-hmm. So, checking in with them beyond that couple weeks, checking in every couple months, going, hey. I'm here. I'm wondering how you're doing with that. Um, and okay, I see you're not dealing with or you're really struggling, right And how can I help you?
0: as a pastor, I try to put in my calendar mm-hmm. when I um, officiate a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, so that a year later it pops up uh-huh. because my life has moved on, right? right? That was a day at work for me. I know right. it sounds weird, but, but no, that day that is, was that important is. and crucial to who I was, but it was a year ago. And so I, it's not a part of my rhythm, right? So I try to put two dates in my calendar, mm-hmm. the funeral date and the birth date of the person Yes. so that I can reach out to them mm-hmm. When people have forgotten. Yeah. And
1: that's something I, I try to do just in my family. We've actually had two losses in the past couple of weeks. Um, and so I, I couldn't go to either funeral, but I've put in my brain. I'm like, Brenna, in a couple months, you really need to check in. Mm-hmm. And so we're really trying to get up to St. Louis in November because I'm right. like, OK, at a funeral, you can't talk to people. Right. You can't be there. I mean, you're there, but you can't like connect on a different level. I'm like in November, a couple months, then we'll have the opportunity to be with the whole family and really check in and be like, how is everybody doing? And then checking in every couple months. I I one of my best friends. She's my grief buddy. She and I both travel along this journey together. And our solution is always Tiff's Streets. So on her mom's death anniversary and my mom's death anniversary were we're sending each other cookies going just like, hey, today sucks. And I'm sorry about right. that. And here's some cookies to help yeah. you with that. Cookies. cookies solve a lot of things. And I know that like food is not the end all be all of healing. But you know what? It certainly helps.
0: Well, <laughs> and it's also just a knowledge. Yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah. That you're going through something. Yeah. And like, hey, today's She sent me my
1: cousin's funeral was last thursday and i wasn't there and i got tiffs at work and Mm -hmm. i was i called her i was like thank you she goes you better be saving a cookie for me i was like always Always. just stop by it's
0: there (laughs) so we end every podcast with this question okay if there was so you have to pick oh gosh if there was a parent child or adult in front of you so pick what age group okay what one thing would you want to tell them about
1: Oh, that's hard to choose which one. I guess I'll talk to a kid since that's who I'm normally talking to. And I think the one thing I would tell them in a non-threatening, scary way of, I see that you're struggling and this might be something you may struggle with your entire life. And I'm so sorry that this happened to you, but I want to let you know you are so loved by the people around you, your family and your friends and the people that you choose to surround yourself with, that we're going to be there for you at all times. And you let us know when you need us. And we're going to check in with you, too. And we're going to say, hey, just seeing how you're doing today. Is your day going okay? Great. All right. And if you need to tell us something, you let us know. We can talk about that. Yeah. So, and I think it's just so important for kids to let them know the conversation is always open. Yes, yes.
0: Well, I thank you so much for being here today. This is a topic that most people don't want to talk about. It is. And it's hard, but I think it's so important. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Here at St. Andrew, we do have um, grief groups. We we're here to do life with you. So if you have listened to this podcast and it might have stirred something up, please don't hesitate to reach out to me or anybody on our pastoral care staff. Thanks so much. can find more information about our podcast on our website standrewumc.org family lift podcast when you visit our website you can subscribe to the show you can also subscribe on itunes so you'll never miss a show while you're at it if you found value in this show we'd appreciate a rating on itunes or if you simply tell a friend about the show that would help us out too We would always like to thank the creative team for all that they do to make us sound intelligent. We love getting your questions and feedback. Have a great day.